Podcast Fresh. What's going on, everybody? Torres here. Hope everybody's safe and staying warm out there. On this week's episode of the Espresso Shot, we go all the way back to when the podcast was brand new, the very first episode on the very first show that we recorded, the Fresh Prince of Review show number one. This is extra content that we cut out in between the takes. In this audio, we discuss, uh, I get a little nostalgic about recording stuff on my VHS and getting excited about when certain movies would come around once a year or even twice a year, only on TV. Of course, this is before the advent of, uh, you know, streaming and Blu-ray and even DVD at that point. So check this out. As well, we discuss Quentin Tarantino's top 10 movies, according to David uh, Edelstein of The Vulture. So we will take a look at that as well. Um, And again, this one goes all the way back to May 31, 2020. As always, check us out at Podcast Fresh on Instagram or send us an email at podcastfresh2020 at gmail out. All right, at gmail out. At gmail.com, you get it. Enjoy the show. Talk to you guys later. I am so, not to go off on a tangent, but I am so, like, bad with movies. Like, there are so many movies that I need to watch because people talk about them all the damn time. Like, I've never seen Back to the Future. And that's just something that's always brought up around me. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like, damn. I've I've seen the Back to the Futures as a kid in pieces. Because... Okay. The thing is, when I was a kid, you wanted to watch a movie, you had to hope that it was on cable. Right. You had to hope that it was on cable, dude. Or you could ha- you could you wait till your dad took you to Blockbuster or the video <laughs> store. That was right. the only time. There was no, oh, let me fire up my laptop. Let me fire. I'm going to fire your ass up. There was none <laughs> of that. You wanted to watch a movie, you had to, either, had to go to Blockbuster or you had to wait till it was on TV. Damn. So when these movies came on TV, I would flock to TV and you sat in front of that TV and you freaking waited. And if it went to commercial, you waited because you never knew. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you needed to stay there. You watched the movie. You don't want to miss anything. You don't know when, uh, you, when it'd be on again. You just had, no. to, you had to do it. <laughs> Dude, that's why when I figured out at a very young age, like seven, eight years old, I figured out how to work my parents' VCR. Oh, man, I was in heaven. I was in heaven because <laughs> by flipping by flipping over the, uh, the 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 video cables, your parents could actually be watching cable, but you could actually be on a different channel recording whatever it was you were recording. Right. That's and right. so when my parents went to bed, I would go back to a living room, turn on the TV, right? And sometimes my mom would come and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, mom, just watching. I'm, I'm going to watch my video. She'd be like, okay, don't stay up too late. Dude, my parents were awesome in that respect. And I would, I would, you know, make myself a little snack or something, and I'd sit down and I'd watch my movie, fast-forwarding through the commercials. You know, I was ahead of my time, you know, fast-forwarding that shit. Pretty but, good. Uh, and, and my bro, when, when one of my favorite movies to watch when, when it came on TV was The Wizard of Oz. Oh, man. When The Wizard of Oz came on TV, it was like WrestleMania. It was, <laughs> oh, man, are you kidding me? You know, and it's, you know, it was like an event, you know, like, oh, mom and dad, you know, Wizard of Oz is on a Sunday. It's on a Sunday. It's, it's happening Sunday. Blah, blah, blah. They'd be like, okay, okay, okay. And then, uh, you know, you'd record it and be like, oh, it's mine forever with commercials and everything. But it didn't matter because it was yours forever, you know. And, and this, uh, is where, and this is where kids, our age gap kids, really these days, kids, Yeah, man. This is where the 13 <laughs> years difference comes in. Kids these days will never know the pain and having to wait till 1, 2 in the morning to go up to your parents' TV, turn it on, and watch your uh, whatever you had recorded on videotape, man. But uh, – 
It was oh. fun. It made it so worth it. It made it so worth it. I wouldn't take it back, honestly. I wouldn't take it back. Um, I'm happy, for example, that my nephews can, you know, fire up their YouTube on, you know, on their devices or whatever and watch whatever they want. But um, there's something really special about having that, you know, once a year the movie comes on TV and you have to tune in to watch it, you know. Right. I don't know. I liked it. But definitely Breakfast Club, you got to get on that. Check it out. Um, is it going to change your life? Um, is something bad going to happen to you if you don't watch it? No. You know, uh, I saw it as an adult. I think I was 25 years old when I was your age. I was oh. When I was your age, I was <laughs> at Breakfast Club. Here's, Here's an example. Last summer, I made it a point to watch two movies that I've, you know, people <laughs> pound me about that I haven't seen. So I, I made it a point. I got to watch this damn movie. It was Goodfellas, which I loved. Lordy. Yeah. I love De Niro. So that was that was great. Nice. And um, Pulp Fiction. Yes. Pulp Fiction was another one that uh, I could see why it was super popular. But I, I liked it, honestly. But um. I don't understand. I, I'm sure it's because of my age or because I wasn't there at the time, but the cult following that movie has is insane. Right. And uh, I think it's a good movie. I just don't, I don't get why it has such a big ass following like that. But hey, I mean, Tarantino movies usually do. So I can't argue there. You know what's funny? Um, I hear you. Um, yeah, I love that movie. But. Having watched all of Quentin Tarantino's movies multiple, multiple times, people are going to hate me for this, but it's actually not in the top half for me. It's in the bottom half. I would actually put, have you seen Reservoir Dogs? I have. I would put Reservoir Dogs ahead of Pulp Fiction. Really? You know what? There's a lot of arguments for that. I enjoyed Reservoir Dogs more than Pulp Fiction. That my biggest complaint with Pulp Fiction is I felt... It was a little bit too long. No, I know it sounds crazy, right? You look at Django, you know, two and a half hour. You look at all these monsters yeah. that, that he made later. But I'm just saying what it felt like to me. It just it felt a little bit too long. Maybe there, uh, you know, maybe there, maybe there's a couple too many characters. It just went on a little bit too long for me. I still enjoyed it. Um, it's got some of the most classic scenes ever. Yeah, you know, it's my first look as a kid at Uma Thurman, who I I, I love to death. Um, I just thought it went on a little bit too long, man. I mean, there's certainly some uh, some scenes in that movie that can be taken out. Um, I mean, the whole thing where it starts off. I know we're supposed to be talking about Fresh Prince, but the whole thing That's where it okay. starts off. <laughs> we'll add this to the we'll add this to the B roll. All right, <laughs> um, you can always cut off. the fat out and stick it at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's it called? It starts off with the pretty much the last scene of the movie. And it's always I always liked when when uh, any kind of media does that, whether it's movies or video games or, or right. even shows. Well, that was a very popular um, device, as they call it. That was a very popular thing that they used to do in the 90s. Right. Yeah. Like the plot <laughs> device was was just perfect for that. I mean, but that movie in particular, showing how it got to that point, it was cool. Like they did a good job. But there's certain things like. I guess the side stories of getting to that point. I mean, I think that's where the padding came in. There wasn't a lot of need for a lot of the side stuff. Like Bruce Willis's character had a couple scenes that didn't really matter. You know what I mean? But, um, whatever, going off a slight tangent, 
Pulp Fiction and Goodfellas. That was what I needed to watch last summer. I watched them. I like them. Now, please shut the fuck up about it because I, I, I get it. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. Right. Yeah. No, no, I totally get it. Check this out. I pulled up an article real quick from The Vulture, which is part of the... Uh, which is part of their, uh, which is part of, I guess, New York, the magazine here. And this is from 2019. Real quick, it says all 10 Quentin Tarantino movies ranked. It's by some guy named David, uh, David Olstein. I've read some of his shit, but it's according to one guy. And he's got uh, number 10, Django. Number nine, Hateful Eight, which I love. Oh. And again, that's another one that that kind of got the thing of uh, a bit too long. But I actually enjoyed that one. I thought it it moved it moved enough that I, I wasn't bored. Death Proof, interesting choice. Huh. That's an interesting movie. Um, hmm. I would not put that at number eight. I would probably put it at number ten or <laughs> even yeah. Inglorious Bastards at number seven. Have you seen that one? I like that one. That one's good. Uh, bu- 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 number six, Reservoir Dogs. Number five, Kill Bill Volume One. That's my sweetheart movie. That's my sweetie. Really? That's my uh, the one I fell in love with. That was my that was that's Bay right there. I really like Kill Bill Volume One. <laughs> uh, I also but watched they're... it at a really awesome time in my life. I just remember sometimes you remember the things that are going on around you while you're watching a movie, and I just remember when Kill Bill Volume One came out it was awesome i still remember what fucking theater i went to do you remember i don't know if it's still there or not but there used to be a movie theater at the promenade remember the promenade yeah i went there a couple times it's in uh is that richmond hill or thornhill thornhill i think right thornhill yeah is that steel i don't know we're you know but anyway it came out it was a smaller theater it's like a lantern cinemas or some gimmick like that and we went in and we sat down and i remember that was one of the first times um, cause I wasn't, I had just finished, uh, uh, film school. That was one of the first times where I'm actually sitting in the movie theater and the crowd was reacting to everything. Like they would applause at certain points. I'm like, wow, I'm here with a quote unquote smart crowd. You know what I mean? Not to say that I'm smart, but I'm like, wow, this is really good. Like they're reacting to the things that, you know, that yeah. I'm kind of reacting to in my mind, but they're reacting to it out loud. So that was, that was awesome. Kill Bill volume one, number four, kill Bill volume two. Oh, that's so interesting because, oh, man, I don't know if I put two ahead of one. See, I always – here's how – have you seen both Kill Bills? Yo, you there? Yo. Can you hear me? I can hear you. That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, we've just had our first official connection issue. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it was inevitable. <laughs> yeah. What was I going on about? Was I at the number four Kill Bill Volume 2? You were uh, yeah. Okay. Volume volume two, and then you stretched in. Uh, you were about to talk some shit. <laughs> I was about to cut a promo. No, no, no. I was gonna say, um, have you seen Kill Bill one or two or both? No, that's okay. that's another one that I need to do. You gotta watch them. But the way I break down those two movies, Volume One has all the action. Volume Two has all the talking. No right or wrong, right? Um, right. From a story standpoint, obviously two is a little bit richer, but. Um, Anyway, so that's interesting. Number three, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This one I saw last year when it came out. It was awesome. But for me, I have to watch this one again. I think I need to watch this one one or two more times to really get the flavor. It's like a stew, you know? You, gotta, you kind of have to put on the low setting. 
Is that the one with uh, Margot Robbie? Is she in that? Yes, uh, Margot Robbie's right. in it. Brad Pitt, DiCaprio's in it, right. and uh, right. it's kind of like the story uh, loosely based around uh, Charles Manson and right. the uh, the murders that happened with the uh, Manson family. Um, insurance hate. Yeah, that one's good. I don't know number three. That's wow. That's really, but yeah, again, this was high, this was written in 2019, so they might have been writing this list with like the flavor of that movie still in their They're mouth. On the high of it, yeah, I kind of feel like you gotta, you know, get sobered up a little bit before you make a list like this. Okay, Jackie Brown, number two. That's Ooh, a great film. That, that is, is great. a great film. I really that's like that good. one. Ah, uh, oh, Jack, that's a great movie. Yeah, I'm not sure know. if I'd put it number two. Right, I put it. I put it number five, number six, right around. Yeah, there. I'll be honest. I I like Reservoir Dogs more than that one. Interesting. Wow. And then I of did. course, Pulp Pulp Fiction number one. So there see, you go. like, damn, like I don't get it. <laughs> and dude, I've studied this movie. I went to school. I studied that movie. I've written papers on that movie. I get it. I I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But I I you know, if you want to. If part of your criteria is historical significance, impact on the industry, all this other jazz, then yes, it's number one. Okay? It's number one. Right. But judging it as strict screenplay to editing to music to final movie, I like it. I really do. But maybe I've fallen out of love with it. Maybe if you asked me when I was 20 years old, I'd be like, yeah, man, Pulp Fiction. I don't know. But <laughs> I would rank it between five and seven, five, six, seven. You can put it anywhere there. Maybe even four. You know, I'll give you four. But number one, I don't know. I don't. I think know. it just—it's the—it's it's like it's a sin to not put it at number one or even at the top three. Right. It's just the yeah. way that movie has been engineered. You know. Yeah. No, no, no. But that's uh. So anyway, that's just a quick look there at this guy's top ten. Um. But yeah, so how the fuck did we go on the fun that tangent? I don't fucking know. We were talking, oh, about, we're talking uh, about Breakfast Club, Brat Pack. So Breakfast Club. But why were yeah, we Brad talking Pack. about Breakfast Club? I forgot. Uh, because uh, these are the people that Hillary was gonna go on a, right. on a podcast fresh. <laughs>